Hello. Coming up next is I Am One, a satirical comedy programme which might contain language, humour or sketches somewhat different to Manx Radio's usual output, so it may not be for everyone. It is not our intention to upset those of a more delicate disposition. We just hope you can enjoy it for what it is, a cheery sideswipe at the quirks, oddities and characters which make Manx life, politics and radio what they are. Any similarity to real life and events is almost certainly intentional. We hope you all enjoy your Timble Day and can celebrate your fortune in living on our unique island. It's been a funny old year at the dark satanic mill on the hill, which is Manx Radio. Staff staying at home for months on end, people avoiding family members and loved ones, presenters, journalists and management staying in their own little boxes and only talking when absolutely unavoidable. Then to top it all, Covid arrived. For many, this was a double-edged sword. On the downside, people were forced to wash their hands after going to the toilet, an action which many found not just an unnecessary inconvenience, but completely alien to their usual habits. On the plus side, the mandatory wearing of masks meant nobody knew who anyone else was, making the interviewing of politicians that much more enjoyable for new staff, whilst presenters were delighted that nobody could recognise them as Manx Radio staff, thereby preserving their dignity whilst out and about. Now, much to everyone's disappointment, normal life is beginning to return. The mountain road is being shut on a regular basis once again. People are arriving at the airport, not just for injections, but to see if they can spot the one aircraft still serving island routes. And motorists are free once more to make the most of the beautiful views available along Marine Drive by driving over the edge. And the island finds itself celebrating its National Day again. After record-breaking numbers attended last year's Timble Day celebrations, once people realised none of the boring bits were taking place. Let's head up the hill now to see just what's happening at IM1. Well, hey, good morning and welcome to Manx Radio Breakfast. It is, of course, Timwall Day, so obviously we're really excited about that. But our top story, some incredible revelations about what goes on behind closed doors with some of the island's most powerful people. For the first time, Manx Radio has obtained covert audio recordings from inside the Council of Ministers' Chamber – ordinarily held in secret. The so-called Wally leaks are threatening to be the biggest scandal since the new Broadway roundabout, though the consequences probably won't be as lethal. Our political correspondent Mickey Ernest has this report. It's been dubbed the greatest revelation in modern history. Well, no one's called it that yet, but we just have, so technically that's what it's being called. What was once considered an area totally shaded to the general public, and not just because no one from the public was asked, has now been revealed in stark daylight. Its reflection so bright it could easily blind a small child or sunburn a dog. What you're about to hear is real audio from inside the combing chamber. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, right, right. Uh, morning, morning, everyone. Uh, is, is everybody here? Uh, two, four... Six, um, how, how many ministers are there meant to be again? Uh, Twelve? Six, nine, nine, twenty-eight and a half, half twenty-two, twenty-nine. Well, like, well, okay, I, I think that's everyone. Shall we uh, start with the, uh, start, uh, the, uh, what's it called? Uh, whiskey? No, 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 the, uh, oh, what's it called? That awful, tedious thing we do every week. The mating. Oh, infrastructure minister, is that you? I'm here, Howard. You just probably can't see me under the table. Oh, I think we've got your high chair here. Tim, here you are. Thank you. 
Okay, so I think that's everybody. Okay, everybody's got a, a coffee, biscuits, yeah. cheese and crackers. Yeah. Yes. A lack of basic numeracy skills. Ministers too short to see over tables. These tapes really show off the chaos and lack of leadership within the rectal walls of power. But that's just the beginning. This excerpt from later on in the day appears to show the blatant disregard our leaders have for public funds. It begins with a terse interchange between the Chief and the Treasury Minister. No, no, no I'm sorry, Chief Minister. I just can't support your uh, proposal. It would uh, simply be too great of a waste. You know where the door is if you don't want it, Alfie. We need to be singing from the same hymn sheet here. Uh, 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 we need to exercise uh, some degree of fiscal prudence. The Council of Ministers surely can't support a 14-inch pizza each. It's excessive and, and harmful to the Manx taxpayer. Listen, unless we can take some collective responsibility on what toppings we're going to get, this is the way it's going to go down. I am not having anchovies on mine. Well, fast am I, I do, I do concur with you there, Ed Shemeshek. There's no need for anchovies when we could be supporting the local economy with some local kippers. Oh, no, oh, no, I can't no, 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 okay, 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 we'll, we'll come back to that. Next order of business, 400 million quids worth of loans from the Sultanate Bank of Saudi Arabia, repayable interest 350% APR, to be spent on projects including a new play park at the Murak, all in favour say aye. The publication of these tapes has raised questions from the public. Questions like, who are these people and why am I bothered? A Cabinet Office spokesperson was contacted for comment today. In a statement, they said, while on first listen these tapes might sound damaging, the Council of Ministers have to deal with a range of issues including tiredness, hunger and hangovers, all of which affect their intelligence and common sense in varying degrees. It goes on to say the Isle of Man government would like to stress that while some members of the public may be dismayed at the banality of these conversations, at least it isn't as bad as Tinwald. Mickey Ernest with that report. We'll have the headlines soon, but first, the Department of Infrastructure has denied claims that the horse tram lines on the new promenade scheme are too short. The double tram tracks, which of course used to run the entire length of the prom, have been the subject of much debate in Timwald over the last 120 years. Recently, government took a bold decision to bin off the tracks entirely, then again to preserve them entirely, and then finally to bin most of them but keep a bit somewhere if anyone's bothered. But now the final layout has been reduced in scope again, with the track reduced to just 10 feet in length. John Moss has been down to Douglas Promenade to try them out. Yes, good morning. While plans for the tram tracks had been agreed by Keyes and Timwald, contractors decided it would be more cost-effective to lay just a little bit of track in the middle of the prom for tram enthusiasts to enjoy. Well, let's try it out. Hello, can I get on? Sure, mate. Hop on. Well, here we are on the toast rack tram and off we go. End of the line. Everybody off. That'll be 9.50, please, mate. Uh, that's it, apparently. Um, well, let's see what some of the passengers think. Uh, what do you think of uh, the new tram service, sir? Well, it's far too short, isn't it? And uh, you, madam? I wouldn't have spent £1,500 on a season ticket if I'd known it'd be this short. Uh, you, sir? What? Too short? F*** off, you lanky git. Well, uh, there you have it. 
a conclusive view, I think you could say. It remains to be seen whether all the friction will lead to the track growing in length. John Moss, Manx Radio, on the prom. Bored. Very bored. But I do need the money. Thanks, John. Your cheque is in the post. It's just coming up to news o'clock here on Manx Radio, so let's have some of that lovely news. Any minute. Yes, news. Now. News. Thanks, Moramai Radio News at News O'Clock, Moramai News. Some breaking news this hour. Almost 50 new cases have been found aboard an Isle of Man steam packet ferry. The new cases are all thought to have originated from passengers travelling on the crossing in from Hesham this morning. Public Health says after careful analysis, the new cases contained things like underpants, sunglasses, little bottles of travel wash and sticks of rock. One case did contain several kilograms of cocaine, but following testing, public health have assured people no Covid particles were found in it, so it's perfectly safe to put up your nose. Government officers have denied suggestions the island's first miniature greyhound track was a stupid idea. The course in the middle of the road at the bottom of Broadway has been widely criticised, with the MSPCA saying the lanes are too narrow and could make dogs dizzy. The tiny track was installed as part of a 50-year project to make the promenade more suitable for road users, particularly rally and off-road drivers. Although its primary use is a roundabout, the DOI says using it for greyhounds will be an added boost for the booming market in dogging. The outgoing chief minister has again hit out at the nation's national nation radio station. Sir Howard Stern CBE accused Manx Radio of being sensationalist after pictures were published showing a seemingly tiny chief minister sitting in a deck chair. Mr Stern insists it was in fact the chair which was giant and he in fact remains the same size, if anything slightly puffier after lockdown. Manx Radio has contacted itself for comment but has so far received no reply. And you can find absolutely no more on that story at manxradio.com. And a film is to be made following the exploits of a group of 10,000 protesters and their efforts to prevent an iconic tunnel of trees from being cut down. Planning permission was given to rip out the mature tunnel of trees, deemed to be of world heritage importance, after claims it might take some work to maintain them, and they were a hazard to the biosphere, shedding thousands of leaves onto the road every autumn, making it slippery for motorists. It's believed the film will be called A Nightmare on Elm Street. Manx News Radio News at News O'Clock. Now for some adverts. Looks like the Manx Gannet has returned early this year. You mean large seabird which dives from a great height into the water to catch fish, then regurgitates them for their young? No, my rumpy crackle investment account. Oh, is that like a seabird? It is. Large with slightly curious odour? Yep. Likely to dive very quickly even from very high levels? Certainly. Contents likely to be a bit fishy? Definitely. Well... I wish I could afford a rumpy crackle gannet account. You can. Can I? I thought it was only for the wealthy. E-gaming workers, financial sector workers, lawyers and civil servants. Ah, you're not one of us then? No. Ah, forget it then. Just stuff your cash under a mattress and hope for the best. Rumpy crackle gannet accounts can go up as well as down. Some gannets sink and are never seen again. Members of Manx Bird Life need not apply. Fish can be smelly in warm weather. Poor people don't have any money to worry about. Children are a pain in the arse. Chris Sharp is 87. Need someone to do the books? Nikita Bugbear & Co. Want someone to rifle through the accounts? Nikita Bugbear & Co. Looking for someone to have a good laugh at your pathetic margins? Nikita Bugbear & Co. Nikita Bugbear & Co. Your money, our profits. 
We've all been under a lot of stress in recent times, and sometimes we don't notice how it's been affecting people. Someone you know may be struggling to cope. They may just need to talk. They might need company. They could need someone just to hear their problems, or buy them a drink, something to eat, and give them some cash. If you think you know someone like this, don't ignore them. Three little words can make all the difference. Please f off. Don't allow yourself to be hassled by others. You've got your own problems to deal with. Just remember, please f off. Three little words. They'll soon get the message. Welcome back to another morning on Manx Radio with me, Mark Tiley, Kangaroo Downsport. Live from Douglas Head on another absurdly sunny Timbald day. Now, as our regular listener will know, we regularly invite some of the island's top celebs onto the programme to talk about the music that makes them tick. And on our island's national day, this guest couldn't really be more important. He really is the big cheese, the grand fromage. You see this chap all around the island. In fact, you can't miss him strolling around in his fancy cloak. And no, it's not the governor. Joining us today on MyTunes is the Manx god of the sea, Mananan McClear. Good morning, Mr. Uh, Mr. McClear. Uh, sorry, how should I address you, sir? Oh, just plain old Mananan will do. Friends call me Manny. Big Mac. Mac attack, cloaky, the seaman, whatever floats your boat. Get it? Absolutely. Because I'm the god of the sea. Gotcha. I quite literally float boats. You certainly do. So, Mananin, what S would sorry, you say Mark, if- Sorry, Mark, I'm not sure if you got the joke there. No, no, I got the joke. Oh, it's just that you didn't laugh. Great anguish and misfortune awaits those who do not respect the god of the sea. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. uh, listen, we want to ask you about the tunes you've selected for us today. But first, I've got to ask you, how did you first get into being a Norse god of the sea? Was it a, a family business? Well, I suppose it always was, Mark. Yes, you know, it's funny, really. Growing up in the other world with the other deities and mythical beings, my mum was a god, my dad was a god, aunties, uncles, cousins, all gods. But you know, when you've been surrounded by it all of your life, it's the last thing you want to do. So what did young Mananin want to do? Something completely different? Well, I won't lie, Mark. I was a bit of a rebellious sort. I would scream about on my aqua chariot at all hours of the morning, trying it on with the mermaids, unleashing cataclysmic floods here and there. You know, sometimes me and my pals would have a laugh turning peninsulas into archipelagos. All good-humoured fun. You couldn't get away with it now. Yeah. Simpler times, Mark. Simpler times. Fascinating stuff, Manny. Sorry? When did I say you could call me Manny? This is hard work. So, I'm dying to know, what does the great Norse god of the sea, the mythical ruler of the kingdom of man, have on his iPod? Well, you know, there's all sorts of music I like to have on when I'm spreading my trademark mist and rain around the coast. I could have gone for fog on the time, and then I thought, in the air tonight. 
But in the end, I came back to one song which really sums up how I feel about the Manx climate. Well, let's hear it now. Mananin McClear, thank you for joining us. A report into the Chief Minister by the Chief Minister has found the Chief Minister should be exonerated over the latest Covid outbreak, and blame lays almost exclusively with Government's ferry operator, which is run at armpit's length. As a consequence, workers at the Isle of Man steam packet are being asked to follow strict new hygiene rules. Gather round, crew! Gather round! Right, everyone! We've got a new set of regs we need to be following on board to keep both crew and passengers safe. Why are we being singled out? We ain't done nothing No, settle down. Now, I know some of you won't like this, but a report into the Chief Minister, uh, by the Chief Minister, has found that we are to blame for Covid getting into the island. Yeah, but we weren't even sailing that Well, quiet down there. Now, to show we're complying with all relevant public health rules, I'm going to read out some of the procedures and processes that will no longer be acceptable on board any of our vessels. Uh, We'll start with number one. Spit handshakes for embarking passengers or will be scrapped. How can we build trust? Number two! Sanitary products must no longer be recycled. Well, that's not very green. Well, to be fair, some of them are. Number three! The use of tongues to clean door handles will be temporarily suspended. How will we get that shine? Uh, four! If you need to spit, spit with the wind. Odd. Uh, uh, fair, actually. And finally, no more literal use of the poop deck. Oh, what a relief. Is that clear to everyone? Can I still rub me mast and barnacles on the door handles at the enemy shift? Will you be wearing a mask? Oh, they don't need it. Perfect. Full steam ahead. Need someone to make your lunch? Nikita Bugbear & Co. Fallen off a ladder and need help? Nikita Bugbear & Co. Shorts too tight? Nikita Bugbear & Co. Nikita Bugbear & Co. Your life, our business. they got a hole right in their hands. Promenade a war zone. D-O-Y. Lampos in the pavement. D-O-Y. Tramline stopping mid-air. D-O-Y. We've got it all at D-O-Y. Kill a scheme with bad work, let the DOI do it. Feeling hot? Got any symptoms? Fever? Shortness of breath? Oh, sounds like you need to call the COVID hotline. Call 111111. Our ministers are waiting to take your call. All you need is two small pricks. Okay, thank you, David. So that number again. One, one, triple one, one, one. Call the COVID hotline. We'll relax your borders and loosen your restrictions. Yeah, please Are you passionate about your community? Do you want to make a difference? Are you committed, diligent and professional? Do you care about doing the right thing for your fellow residents and helping people in need? The House of Keys is holding a general election this September. If your answer to any of those questions is yes, don't bother. Go volunteer for a charity shop or something. We don't want your sort. This message was brought to you by the Crown and Election Office Commissioner for Intimidation.
And now on Manx Radio, a look back at some of the high spots of this year's Manx Telecon Pariah Walk, in which some of the most unpopular people on the island attempt to walk around all of the island's graveyards without stopping, or indeed dying. Chris Cave has this roundup of some of the most exciting bits of Manx Radio's coverage, and indeed reams of the really boring stuff as well. The Pariah Walk is always a high spot of the island's anti-social calendar. Previous winners have, of course, included Buster from The Man in Line, The Beast, Alistair Crowley during a brief visit to the island in the 1930s, and, of course, controversially, Ilium Dome. Some great new teams were taking part this year. The BNP had a five-man team which didn't fare well, but was all white. There were some original members of the Bard and Meinhof gang in The Veterans, the Ku Klux Klan scored well in the fancy dress classes and the ever-unpopular members of Isle of Man Treasury went for broke. This was the action at the start. I see the clock is fast approaching the top of the hour. Three, two, one, and we're off. Let's hear them go. Now we don't want to miss any of the action at the slock, so it's straight over to Christy de Havilland Vickers, where the leaders will be due in a few hours. Christy? Yes? Excited? No. Great, great stuff. Over to Ben Hartley. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. Well, this is great, and I can see a walker already. Hello. Walking well? Am I? Where are you hoping to get to? Shoprite. In Peel? I'm not going to walk to the one in Douglas, am I? I bet it would be no problem to you. Why would I? We're in Peel. Have you got that far before? Yes. Amazing. When was that? Yesterday. I needed some cat litter. Great. And are you actually in the pariah walk? No. I'm trying to do my shopping, but keep getting stopped by idiots with microphones. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, back to you, Chris. Thanks, Ben. Christy and Paul Moran are out with the leaders. Yes, here they come now. Just listen to this. I'll see if we can grab a quick word with the leader. Uh, uh, hello? A couple of words for Manx Radio? Uh, boring and overstaffed. Thanks. Chris. Christy. Chris. Christy. Chris. At the finish, Paul Moran was there to hassle the winner, who was racing for the newly formed Manx Taliban. Uh, good race? <laughs> yeah, 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 great, yeah. So, uh, did you have any problems? Well, yeah, I threw up a few times going up the slock, made the going a bit slippery there uphill. Uh, yeah, I contracted dengue fever in the northern section, around about Jerby, uh, often the case. Then, uh, yeah, a kneecap came out over in Mackle. Uh, that led to some gangrene, loss of my left leg coming into Onken, but yeah, spectators kept me going. Cheering? Yeah, 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 that and, uh, well, you know, offering crutches, uh, splints, uh, keyhole surgery and the like. Uh, yeah, one, one lady just out uh, by the, the white thing, you know, she, uh, she even had uh, intravenous morphine drips. That was, yeah, it was really lovely. And will you be back next year? Yeah, uh, well, we'll have to see how unpopular I still am, but yeah, I certainly hope so. So now it's all eyes to next year's event with entries opening soon, remember. If you're no messiah, then try the pariah. Meanwhile, in the corner of Onken village, the notorious Onken Mafia has taken root, terrorising the good people of the village with low-level vandalism and threats of mild mischief. But mob boss Don Crelioni has just caught wind of a rival gang. Don Crelioni! My blessing to you on this beautiful day. Why have you come? Why do you disturb me on the day of my daughter's kailing? I'm sorry, boss, but there's a new outfit in town. They're shaking down the good people of Onken, making them pay for things like broken streetlights, shoddy homes, and 
taking away the trash. Hey, tell Don what they do with the trash. Get this, boss. They say they'll recycle it, and then you just gotta pay extra, and then they end up burning it all anyway on the sly. Oh, genius. Uh, what does his outfit go by? Uh, they call themselves the, the Commissioners. The Commissioners? Boss, they're, they're stepping on our dwarf territory. They, they ain't eating tons in for a percentage. What are we gonna do, boss? W what are we gonna do? You want us to whack them? Mm. We must make them pay for their disrespect. <sighs> sure thing, boss. We'll make sure they're sleeping with the queenies. By that, do you mean... Destroy the newly refurbished Port Jack toilets? That's right, boss. Go now. Gather the family. Make it so. Here we are, boys. Port Jack toilets. You heard what the boss said, boys. Trash the place. Don't understand quantum mechanics? Nikita Bugbear & Co. Thinking of building your own rocket? Nikita Bugbear & Co. Considering world domination? Nikita Bugbear & Co. Nikita Bugbear & Co. Leaders in everything, ever. Welcome to the repair shop, where much-loved and broken treasures are brought back to life and a dream team of some of the country's most capable workmen and women, and indeed those who identify as neither, bring their talents to bear on beloved pieces of the island's infrastructure which have been ruined in yet another botched government scheme. Utilising expertise widely available in many countries, but seemingly unobtainable on the Isle of Man because we don't want to pay for it to be done properly. First into the repair shop today is Ted Baker, who's brought a lovely Victorian promenade in for the expert civil engineers to have a look at. Hello there, Ted. I'm a proper civil engineer. How can I help you? Oh, hello. Um, yes, I bought in an old promenade, which many people love, but now, uh, sadly, as you can see, completely shagged now. Oh, that's a shame. Why is that? We, the DOI, have tried to improve it. Let's have a look at it then. Oh, goodness. Well, this has clearly been glorious in its day. You can see the gorgeous crescent shape is still there and some beautiful Victorian infrastructure remains in place. So what's happened to it? Well, 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 well there's, there's been an attempt to modernise it. Oh, dear me. It's not gone too well, has it? When was this done? Well, it, well, well it was started several years ago, but unfortunately the longer it's gone on, the, the, the worse it's got. <laughs> You're telling me? It looks like someone started with no clear idea in mind of what they really want, and then have changed their minds in the middle once they realised they didn't have a clue what they were doing. Oh dear, oh dear, you, you didn't try to do it yourself, did you? Well, well, well it, it wasn't just me, it was more of a sort of government coll collaboration thing. Oh well, lordy. Just about the worst thing you can do with old promenades like these. You really do need to make sure the work is being done by people who know what they're doing and are sensitive to its cultural history. I mean, what's happened here, look? These old tram tracks are sort of going up and down like a whore's drawers, aren't they? They're the new ones, actually. But they stop in the middle of nowhere. Uh, where's the rest of the track? Uh, we, we, we thought it might be better if we just stopped it there, de-scoped it, and of course it's cheaper. Oh, 
Lord, well, thank heavens you didn't try and restore a roller coaster. And what's happened to these lovely old lights which used to pick out the shape of the bay? Are they in storage? Uh, n- no, we, we threw them away and put in some uh, uh, recycled motorway uh, uh, lampposts from the M25. You threw them away? Oh, it really does go from bad to worse. Though I suppose that does mean you were able to fit sort of electric charging points for the move to electric vehicles in the next decade, yes? Um, well, uh Well, what would you like me to do here, Ted? Can, can, you, just, can you just make it work? Go make it work, and, and all on one level. I'll see what I can do. Basically, we'll widen the road a bit so there's room for the trams and the cars. Make sure the tram track actually reaches both ends of the prom so there's at least an outside chance that people will use it. Uh, We'll redo the road surface here so that it's not as pitted as a teenage boy's face. We'll fit some electric charging points along the route so we don't have to dig it all up again in three years' time. And swap the old tungsten fairy lights for LEDs. Oh, sounds marvellous. Uh, look, I'll level with you. Will it take long? It's just that I might be going on a, a, a prolonged holiday away towards the, the end of September. Come back and see us in a month or so. Before we leave IM1 for another day, we join the Chief Minister and his cronies halfway through another government media briefing, called urgently to discuss some tweaks to the border policy. And that's why we think our new border policy is not only going to inconvenience the highest number of residents, but is also the most confusing and at risk of backfiring. So to run you through the changes we will be making from two minutes past one minute to midnight tomorrow night, that's tonight, any resident in our top two priority groups who has received two doses of any of the three available vaccines at any of our two vaccine hubs, and has waited two full Gregorian calendar weeks, should call the 111 line and press 2, followed by 3, followed by their national insurance number, take 80 paces west, do a rain dance, multiply their original number by 6, and gargle the theme tune to Coronation Street. Anyone who can prove they've done all of these steps, provided it is a full moon and not a day of the week ending in Y, will be able to visit the Isle of Man for a pint and a car accident. That's unless they've been to any country on the Red List, Amber List, Sex Offenders List, or My Bucket List. Now, I hope that makes sense, and I'm happy to take questions from the media. First, we have Paul Moulton from Isle of Man State Television. Paul. Chief Minister, you you, you keep talking about mitigation, but what what does the word actually mean? Um, Well, uh, I'm happy to bring in the Health and Care Minister on that one, David. Thank you, Chief Minister. I actually think I'll I'll let the Director of Public Health answer this one, Dr Ewart. Thank you, Minister. I'm afraid this really isn't one I can answer, so I'm going to refer it to the Lieutenant Governor, Your Excellency. Uh, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, this is rather frightfully awkward. Uh, fiddlesticks. Um, can I pass it on to Her Majesty, the Royal Highness, the Queen of England, please? Um, one would like to pass that question out to Pura Hitler. Uh, I shall pass this question on to that woman who used to push a dog in a pram down Douglas Promenade. Well, I can't answer it. I'll have to pass it on to Manana McClear. You can't pass to me. I don't bloody know. I'll pass it on to uh, George Formby. 
How am I supposed to know? I've been dead 60 years or so. Well, someone's going to have to answer it. Do you know, Chris? What? You can't ask me. I'm the narrator. Well, we'll just have to leave it there, folks. Uh, thanks for listening to I Am One. This has been a Three Wise Men production for Manx Radio. It was written by Howard... Hang on, that's my bit. You're stealing my bit. Well, I'm retiring. I can do what I like. IM18 was written, directed and performed by Edwina Roach, Lex Label, Gwen Wiener and Vic Search. With additional performances from Islamic Worlds, Vienna Rash, Len Brethy, Devsin Hatchery, Beep Shite, Josh Mons and M.Y. Treakley. It was a Four Wise Men production for Manx Radio, and in accordance with government advice, no record was kept of any of the production meetings. IM18 will return with IM19, or as the government COVID dashboard calls it, IM13. This is Nikita Bugbear & Co. Oh, hello. It's Nikita Bugbear there, please. No. Bye.